0: What is up, Western? Welcome to SOS, where we break down the stigma on student issues and fill you in on the resources that often get lost in administration. Welcome, I'm Prableen. And my name
1: is Becca. And together we're your hosts on the Students on Services podcast. As students who are passionate about mental health, our mission is to help your year be as smooth sailing by introducing you to resources we think you should know about.
0: Absolutely! We want to ensure that Western students are equipped with all the tools necessary to help you navigate through this certainly unique year.
1: Yeah, so um, this podcast is all about the different resources that um, Western students have available to them, and um, we just want to start off um, with a little disclaimer that, you know, resources are dynamic, and even though this you're listening to this podcast and are going to have a ton of different resources thrown at you, don't feel overwhelmed or even pressurized to use them. This podcast is here to use for you if you want to, whenever you are ready to use it.
0: Okay and now that we have that little disclaimer out of the way how are you feeling about coming back to campus Probleen? Um,
1: It's definitely been um, a roller coaster of emotions I feel like it's it's overwhelming being back in person and getting comfortable seeing people um, and you know it's definitely hard I think and I think we also kind of shifted back in person at a pretty difficult time of the year like midterms are coming up so it's just honestly a lot of things happening at once i think
0: i feel yeah i remember last year i complained so much about all my classes being online in first year like i was so ungrateful about it and then actually in january it was kind of nice to have a little bit of a break from being in person because it was it was just getting I, i'm unsocialized i guess from <laughs> from the pandemic um, and going back has definitely been a whole nother transition again, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's like there's pros and cons being in person and then being online, you know, being online, you get to do it at the comfort of your own, you know, room, you don't have to like the stress of like going from one class to another class. Um and, you know, all of that, that that's not there. You can just be comfortable, listen to your lecture, do your thing, and then maybe take a nap after your lecture. <laughs> um, I totally
0: feel yeah. <laughs> I hated I hate waiting for the buses in the winter. That's like a big downside for me. But on the plus side, I got to have a spoke bagel for the first time in like a whole month, maybe a month and a half. And I was super pumped about that. So that's definitely one plus side of being back in person for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also it's like, you know, going to the libraries, going and sitting, you know, not being stuck in your room also. That's like a plus. It's like you can never honestly be satisfied. I think you're like happy being in person or you're not really. It's, it's, it's a tough situation. But, um, you know, it's not even just about like, online classes versus in-person classes is also about like COVID and you know the uncertainty of like whether you know what if you get sick and the fear of that too is is very scary for
0: honestly the in-person online learning situation is super complex like I feel like there's no perfect solution um there are consequences and benefits to both in-person and online learning uh like you mentioned like you know we're in a pandemic but like also feelings of isolation um I know that this transition back to in-person learning, and I know that not everyone is back to in-person learning yet, um, but for me, the transition to in-person learning has has gone a little bit slower um, than I think it might be going for some. Uh, I am terrible with change. Like I have a really really difficult time with a changing schedule. I have ADHD. Um, And so I haven't actually attended a lot of my in-person classes. I've kind of been easing into it. I've been lucky enough to have some profs post their content online. And I will show up to campus, but, like, I will watch those lectures not in the classroom, if you know what I mean.
1: No, absolutely. Sometimes I still watch my lecture online, but I'm, like, doing it in the library. So it's, like, I might as well just go to, like, class. But it's, like you know, you do what you, <laughs> works, but um, definitely being, you know, even on campus and just seeing people and, you know, interacting with people, it's, it's, it's important. You kind of realize how important it is, that connection, um, when you haven't had it for like a really long time. And even just like going back online for like a couple of weeks, it, it was, it's scary because then it's like,
0: you're gonna be isolated again, in a way. <laughs> you know, that's so true. And um... when you go back in person after being online, you it's really exciting. Like you wanna find places to get involved on campus. Um, I know that like this year, I got involved in so many things. Like I just piled on the extracurriculars just because first year was so isolating. And I think like coming back to campus, after being online for a month it's that same excitement where I just want to like do stuff <laughs> I want to get involved in things again
1: yeah no I mean you're absolutely right I feel like so first year for me I was it was like before COVID or well at least like half a first year you could say um and like you know it's all about tra- you know transitioning and like trying to join clubs but you're afraid of so like You know afraid of joining clubs um so you know i didn't really get a lot of the extracurriculars there and in first year and then it's like it was just online for all of second year or all of your first year i'm pretty sure and um that's very scary because then it's like you feel like you you aren't integrating into you know society and or not society but like western society and um it's it just feels like all the opportunities are gone and you know, that you're not going to, I don't know, have anything on your resume because you didn't join clubs. And it's like, <laughs> um, and there's that loss, right. The loss of like the loss of opportunity, the loss of, you know, making connections with people and networking. And, um, but the flip side to it, I think is that, like you said, now that we're, you know, semi back in person and we still have more opportunities than I guess we did. And, um, than last year, um, we're finding these creative ways to be part, part of different clubs and volunteering. And like you said, you joined so many different clubs this year. So even if you're not doing anything for some of them, but like, you're still part of the club, you're still part of some sort of community, you know?
0: Um, For sure. And like, even so i particularly joined peer support. I'm like a peer support volunteer. And that's been a really meaningful opportunity for me. And so right now that's been moved online and even clubs like right now they're adopting I think the plan is is it's just going to be all online stuff for the rest of the year because of COVID. um, Which makes sense because uh, we're in a pandemic. Um, But I still think that it's like worthwhile reaching out even when things are online to like make those meaningful connections because I have heard time and time again from different students that they feel affected by the pandemic because they feel socially isolated but there are like so many wonderful opportunities out there if you're looking for them um I have had some really awesome club events that I've had the opportunity to attend I've also had the opportunity to attend virtual events for clubs that I normally wouldn't show up to in person, like I really find theology interesting. So I joined a couple of theology based clubs. And I really appreciated just being able to like hear people talk about their faith and their interests. And, you know, if these events were in person, <laughs> I'm an introvert, I probably wouldn't be pulling up to them. So I get to kind of experience all these new experiences, because of this virtual format.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And it also makes you feel a little less guilty when you join a meeting and then maybe you realize that you're not interested in it. So you're going to leave the meeting. And it just, that's so true. It makes, right. And it, it makes it like, it makes everything a little bit less like there's less pressure, I guess, online because, you know, um, you're behind a screen, you're not actually there. So definitely for some people, that's a great, like a great opportunity to have. And, um, so like it's, even though you can't see each other in person, you can still manage to, um, find some great opportunities and, you know, interact with other people in creative ways. And I think that's something that was, um, you know, something that's great about what happened, even though, What happened wasn't that great
0: (laughs) (laughs) now I I did want to say that the date to purchase an official club membership has passed but there is still a lot of time to get involved with different things around campus I know that probably this time last year I was like spending I, I spent like half a day just looking at different clubs And different events going on around Western that were happening virtually Because I just wanted to do stuff, like I just wanted to see what's going on And the great thing about Western is that, you know, there's usually something going on that you can join, which is great
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Even if sometimes you passively look for opportunities, again, you don't need to. There's no pressure for you to join. If you don't want to, there's no pressure to, right? But if that's something that you're interested in, then, you know, even if you passively look for them by like following different Instagram accounts and just, you know, like, oh, just you're scrolling through Instagram one day, you see an opportunity that piques your interest and you're like, okay, I might be interested in this. And then you can go from there. It doesn't even have to be that you're, you know, dedicating Sunday morning, looking for opportunities that are out there. Um, and, you know, if you follow Western USC's Instagram account, you that's a great way to keep a lookout for different events f- that are, um, you know, within clubs. It's not about... So you can see if, you know, whether you need to be a member, whether you don't. But if you don't, again, you can join these events that you're interested in um or keeping a lookout for the opportunities that are on um the usc website um it's on the get involved page and on that page there's a ton of opportunities again you can you know for applications for the summer applications for next year um you know you can keep a lookout and see so it doesn't have to be like you're doing something right now it can be even something that you would be ready for in a couple of months. But, like, it's a great way to passively look for opportunities if you do want that and you you don't really want to feel stressed that you need to find something right away.
0: That's a good point. Actually, If you, um, the Western USC Instagram is a great resource for all kinds of stuff, even non-club-related events. Like, they have all kinds of stuff on their Instagram page. Their Instagram page is at Western USC. Super easy to find. Um, They have a link tree in their bio, though, with all kinds of different events and information that you can check out. Uh, Last time I checked, I did see a couple club events in there, Um, but they also post uh, general events and giveaways relatively frequently. So even if you don't want to commit to looking into a club, um, you can still kind of look for those general events uh, and get involved through those
1: yeah absolutely and even if it's like even even though the deadline to join a club has passed you can look at a couple of these clubs that you are interested in and then follow their social medias and um even just by following their socials you can see you know different events that they have that might be open to people who are not members and you can you know get a little more get a bit more of a sense of what the club is about and that can help you you know that can encourage you to apply for the following year so it's you know it's a great way to look at what's out there in different clubs that you know you can join and stuff so
0: so while clubs are great for networking with your peers I find um, that they're not quite as helpful with the other portion of networking that is often required when you're in university and that is networking with your professors or with just professors in general Um, And although there definitely are some academic-based kinds of clubs that might be able to help with that, I know that I have never learned anything about networking with professors from Anime Club. Um, And the whole idea of networking with professors has been, like, a really scary thing for me because going back and forth from online and in person, it's just kind of hard to, like, develop that relationship with your professors. Um, And that was, like, a huge issue that I have been... You know, you know kind of worried about and I was really unsure um about like where to find out how to network and talk to your professors if you know what I mean
1: yeah no networking with professors is such a challenge um during the pandemic especially I mean already like um you know it's already difficult when you're like in person and you need to ask your professor a question and you're you know raising your hand in the midst of like 200 people that are in your class or going down, you know, to where they're standing and trying to ask them a question, but like, <laughs> um, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get. So it's it's definitely, you, and you don't really get that face-to-face type of office hours. It's all online through um, Zoom, which can be like a good thing, but it can also be very challenging, um, especially if sometimes you want to network with your professors for something that extend beyond the specific class that you're taking. Maybe it's about the research that they're doing and how you're interested in that. And that can also be very uh, nerve wracking.
0: So I actually did some successful um, informal networking with a professor of mine. It was uh, super fun. It went really well because I was very underprepared, at least I felt. but. It, it, it's difficult like it's it's hard to put yourself out there <laughs> and like I said I felt critically underprepared but I actually came across this resource um it's called Western Student Experience and uh connected to it is a thing called Western Connect and Western Connect has a ton of different events and workshops that are, have like all these kinds of career development skills and communication development skills that would have been super useful for me to have been aware of prior to my informal networking, um, which I'm not too worried about because like I said, it went pretty well, but like there is a ton of stuff going on at Western and you can add a lot of this stuff. I noticed that there were a couple things that if you did X amount of workshops or events, you could get like a certificate, which is great if you're looking to add stuff onto your, onto your resume. Um, For the future, so when you're looking at careers or looking at future academic opportunities, you know, you're going to stand out amongst others
1: yeah no absolutely and also it's great for personal growth too like you know recognizing that hey maybe like writing is at my greatest strong suit so writing emails to the professor that's something that i struggle with i get you know i get anxious about it maybe you know looking through the writing support center which is all through western connect and western student experience um looking through and seeing what types of workshops that are available for you that's a great way to not only like yes add that to your resume and, you know, co-curricular record, but also just to like grow, um, you know, and improve your writing skills and, you know, be more confident about sending out those emails to your professors about whatever it is that you want to, you know, talk to them about. So there are some really great workshops that are out there that you can take advantage of. And, um, you know, just search up Western Connect and there's a, and log in with your Western credentials and stuff. And it's, there's some, there's a ton of different things. And you can even find jobs that are available to students. Like it's, there's an insane amount of stuff that's there. There's an insane amount of opportunities that are there. There's not only with the Writing Support Center, but there's like a career section. There's the interview and resume workshops as well that are all a part of, um, these Western student experience workshops. So there's, it's, there's a ton of different, you know, types of, uh, resources that you can uh, use just by, you can like uh, go through Western student experience website, um, or Western connect directly. So there's a ton of things that are out there. I
0: can't remember the one that I signed up for. It was, I think it was called Learn to Thrive. I know that they do them. Oh, I did see that, yes. They do them, like, I think they have another round of them coming up in March, if I can recall that correctly. But like, you can take these workshops, you can take like one or two every time they do the workshops. And then like, you can accumulate them over your, while you're in school. And then like, if you take a certain amount, you get like a nice little certificate. I took one on leadership. Uh, I have no intention on being a leader. But I took it and it was great. So yeah, I highly recommend.
1: You learn a ton of different things. And, um, you know, it it's a great way to improve any sort of skills that you're, you know, looking to improve and then actually apply that to what it is that you're trying to do. So in this case... You're trying to network with your professors and, you know, you can use the skills that you learn from, you know, interview workshops and writing support center or the career section and finding, you know, whatever type of um, opportunities that you're looking for. So.
0: So I just wanted to say that as exciting as all of these opportunities that we talked about today are, um, it's OK if you don't want to do any of them, you know like we mentioned earlier, transitioning back to in-person learning, you know, in the middle of a semester, it's not easy. It's it's difficult. Student life is difficult, um, especially in a pandemic. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, change is hard for a lot of us. A lot of us are having to move back to London. Um, the issues are very complex.
1: Like, no, you're absolutely right. Like, I feel like that feeling you know that anxiety that stress has somehow um increased a lot um and especially in students because again like we're transitioning back and forth it's like you know how they say like you know first year is going to be like your transition period and then second third and fourth is going to be you know great I mean maybe one of those years are going to be a little bit difficult but like you know like you won't have to transition It's so you're going to you know be settled in type the thing like you're settled into, you, you like university, you're you know, you have your group of friends that you hang out with and everything. And you know, with COVID and being isolated for so long and not having you know, that those interactions that you would have had in a normal, regular four years of university that were in person, <laughs> um, like you don't have that anymore. And you know, sometimes and sometimes it doesn't even have to be in particular that it's because school is online or there's because, um, you know, because you don't get that interaction. But, you know, there's so many different things that that can happen during this time, during the uncertainty of this time that you can struggle as a student, you know, online, and you might feel like it's very difficult to ask for help. And, um, you know, you might feel like, there's, there like who who do you reach out to, and uh, we want to share um, peer support. And uh, peer support is basically a resource where you can just come in whenever you're feeling, whatever it is that you're feeling. It's just anything. If you have something on your chest that you want to, you know, speak about, whatever it is that you want to share. If there's something that you feel like you need to talk to someone about peer support volunteers are there to listen to you and it's all online now so you can you know join zoom link and just you don't have to turn on your camera it can be super super quick sweet just whatever it is that you're comfortable with but rebecca you can probably talk a lot more about peer support since you are a volunteer (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's true i am a peer support volunteer um So if you really want an in-depth analysis of the Peer Support Centre and what we do, um, I highly recommend you check out our last podcast. It was all about the Peer Support Centre. But what I will say is that um we are running entirely virtually at the moment so there is no in-person peer support right now um to join the zoom call and like probably said you do not need to show your face if you don't want to but to join um you can check out there is a link if you go onto the western usc website in the peer support section there is a link to the Zoom call, and if you follow Peer Support on Instagram as well, you can find that same link in their link tree that's attached to their bio. Um, the Peer Support Center is open from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m., Monday to Friday, and we would absolutely love to have you stop by if you're having a tough time. You know, we're there for a reason. If you need resources, we can help you find those resources, and if you would feel like you just want to talk, we're there to listen, so...
1: And it's a great resource that's there for you guys to use if you want to. And I know within this um, podcast, we threw a lot of different things at you. We said, you know, follow Western USC, look at Western USC's website and go through that Get Involved page and that clubs page and, um, you know, Western student experience and going through Western Connect and looking at the different um, jobs that are out there or the different interview, resume workshops, career workshops, writing, speaking, leadership workshops, there's a lot of different things out there. And then again, with your support, if you need some sort of, you know, any sort of support, people are there to listen to you and your peers are there to listen to you, which is really important. So even though we talked about a ton of different resources, um, you know, it can be overwhelming, and it can even make you feel a little less likely to access these resources. But again, you know, peer support is there peer you can go to peer support talk to a volunteer and be like listen i know there's a bunch of resources but which one's the best for me right and you can talk about your you know specific situation and what you think would work best for you and you know just having someone there to go through that with can even be a great way that you can um you know use peer support to your advantage so again um yeah so there's a bunch of different resources and They're there for you to use, but you don't need to. Don't feel pressured to use them. Um, (laughs) No obligation. (laughs) No obligation. Exactly. You do have this podcast to come back to in case you do want to utilize any of these different resources that we have shared with you today.
0: Perfect. And I feel like that's a wrap. We did not plan an outro for this, so I'm just going to say thank you for listening. And catch us next time when we post again.
1: (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs)